I understand how the fitness industry works. I understand people want you to buy this magic product or, and they know deep down it, they may not even need all that. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I want to just be honest with you and let you know your options and let you know it's okay. You can just go out for a walk. It's okay. If you want to just do some push-ups, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, do some planks, do it right in your home. That's fine. Because I don't want to look back over my life and think, okay, I scammed these people out of their money um, when they really didn't need all this stuff. Welcome to today's show, everyone. I am your host, Maria Bethel, and it's a great day for a podcast. I'm just hanging here today with my co-host, Rob Bartenstein, CEO and Managing Director of Kester Private Wealth Services. How's it going, Rob? It's going really well, Maria. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm excited for today's show. It's a good day for a podcast. You're exactly right. That's right. Absolutely. So everybody, we are bringing to the show today an incredibly authentic and brilliant guest that we're excited to share with you. So I'm going to just take a minute and introduce him to everyone. He is a former financial advisor, hey, (laughs) turned trainer, author, wellness coach, and speaker. And since he's clearly trying to show me up today, he's also completed 15 triathlons and 10 half Ironman races. Please welcome to the show, everyone, Mr. Jeff White. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Cheers. I, I, think, I think Maria, I mean, look, she covered the most important thing, which is all the triathlons under your belt, but you did leave out one important descriptive adjective here. Best selling author. Best-selling. Did I not say eight bestsellers? Yeah. We got a bestseller on our on our podcast who's, today. No one who's counting. <laughs> it's only eight, Rob. I was gonna wait till we got to I mean, nine you know. or ten before <laughs> we got, mentioned it. You know, Fifteen triathlons. How many triathlons? Fifty. Um, um and and only eight bestsellers. I'm a numbers guy. What can yeah, I say? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> got a ways to go yet. On the, yeah, on the I'm still trying to catch up with like author of one book. So yeah, exactly. You know, it exactly. is what it is. So we're just going to jump right into the show. And Jeff, you've had a pretty significant uh, career shift from your days as a financial advisor to ruling over the fitness world. And when I spoke with you about this change, you said that you really wanted to help others learn how to become their best mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. So why don't you dive a little bit further into that? Explain what you mean and your mission to the audience. Well, I've always been a teacher of some sort, believe it or not. My mother was a school teacher. And I can vividly remember I had to be like 11 to 12 years old and I would grade her spelling papers because she taught fourth grade. So I had, to, I had to grade her papers and I was not happy because I wanted to go outside and play, but I was helping her with her, her work. So um, she would always tell me I'd be a great teacher, but I said, I can't teach someone who doesn't want to be taught. And so that was always in the back of my mind. So, you know, I eventually became a financial advisor and um, I had a book of business. And what I focused on was, was clients who weren't really um, market savvy. So I had to introduce them to the markets. I had to explain what stocks were and, you know, bonds and, you know, dollar cost averaging and drip programs and college five two nines. So I always had a passion of helping people. I always had a passion for, you know, teaching new things and, you know, opening people's minds to different things. Cause I like to learn. 
I'm always trying to learn something because I think that's how you become a better person. So I just pass it on to other people. So when I learn something, I want to share with other people too. I don't like to, you know, hoard information per se. So um, I stayed in the business um, for several years and I had my book of business, but I eventually got burned out from the industry. You know, as you guys know, it's not an easy industry. It's really tough. So I gave up my book of business and I went to the back office and I stayed in the back office for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, but I was not happy with the direction of my life. It's just me. You know, and we, all, we all have our personal, you know, likes and dislikes and where we want to go in life. My goal was to be a financial advisor. So it didn't work out for me. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? Um, I want to, you know, do something that I really enjoy. So then I was like, you know what? I've been doing triathlons. I, I work out. I enjoy it. And people, you know, ask me questions all the time. So how about I become a personal trainer? And I became a personal trainer and um, I loved it. I was a mobile trainer. I would literally go to people's houses and train them in their houses. I had my equipment and everything. So going back to being a financial advisor, I like to explain things to, to my clients. So I just carried that over to my personal trainer clients. And I did the same thing. I explained what the exercises were, how that helped them, the benefits for them. So that way they can understand what they're doing. Say, oh, this is why I'm doing this. And so it gives them a little more incentive to do it because if they know it helps them, then they will continue to do it with a little more excitement per se. You know, a lot of people don't like to work out. So I would just kind of explain how it worked out for them. So it gives them a little more incentive. So um, I decided to learn as much as I could about, you know, personal training and fitness. So I became a wellness coach. Now, when I did that, that's when everything came full circle for me, because when you're a wellness coach, it's not just about exercise, you know, the physical, the muscle and, you know, losing weight. It's about this part, too. You know, it's about wellness. You know, you're stressed. Why are you stressed? What's causing your stress? Let's get to the root problem there. And once we get to the root cause of your issues, then we can, you know, get you better. And so that just really brought everything full circle. It's like, you know what? Now I can tie everything in together. I can tie in the, the physical, um, the mental aspect, the, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the financial aspect because I had the background as a financial advisor. So that was huge for me because then I could just really just look at all of it because as you know, some people are stressed because of money issues, but it comes out in different aspects of their lives because they may be overeating, they may be abusing their bodies, but they don't realize the root cause. And a lot of times it's, it may be some type of money issue. So then it's like, okay, you know what? Well, I had this background in finance. I'm not licensed anymore, but I can talk about some things that educate you on some things that may be able to help you. Also, I realized that a lot of times as, as, as people, what we do is we compartmentalize things. We don't look at the big picture. We look at, you know, my, my health over here or my fitness or my job is over here or, you know, something else is on the other side over here. But we don't never look at them together as one unit, because if one part of if one aspect of your life is lacking, others are going to be affected, too. But you may not even realize it. So it was important for me to just, you know, just bring that all out into the forefront so people can see, OK, you know, I may be stressed and this is affecting my weight. Or, you know, I may not have self-confidence in myself and that's affecting my performance on the job, which is affecting my ability to make more money. So if you look at it from the bigger perspective, then that way you can strive to be the best you can be because you're looking at the all aspects of your life at the same time. 
Yeah. What you're really saying is, is it's sometimes you need someone else to hold a mirror up to you, to, to yourself so that you can almost cooperate in the diagnosis of the issue, right? It's, it's always easier for me to tell you everything that's wrong with you than it is for me to tell me what's wrong with me. Um, Cause sometimes we just can't see it. So it's, it's interesting to me that you've, you've got a multifaceted background that's a give, that's given you the ability to really be an effective mirror for people and be able to dive into all, maybe not all, but let's say the majority of the aspects of their life and, and tie it together in a way that makes sense. So like, to your point, if, if, if I've, if my problem is that I'm, I'm kind of um, overeating or stress eating or, or whatever that might be, I may just think I have a problem with eating. It, it, it may not occur to me that it's a, it's a, symptom of a deeper issue or something completely on an, in another part of my life, but you've got that, you've got that perspective to be able to see that and then, and highlight that to your clients. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it was very important. And that's how my, my background really helped me because working in the finance industry as a stockbroker, we worked eight in the morning to eight at night, cold calling. And this is before the internet became big. So we were, we literally had to get phone books. Yeah. Here's the phone book, kid. Lots of good leads in there. Yeah. That's it. Eight to eight. I've been there. Eight at night. And that's what we had to do. So you can imagine how stressful that is. So you're sitting there for hours and hours and hours on end. You're not making much money. And you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. So that can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. And when people are stressed, it comes out in many different ways that may not, they may not even understand or realize at the time. Mm -hmm. So for me with that background, I can say, well, you know what? I know how you feel because I've been there and that can help me kind of relate to them and, and show them things they may not even think about, because this is not something that's normally discussed or talked about. All we do normally as a society is focus on the symptom. We want to treat the symptom. You have a headache here, take a pill. Right. No, your back hurts, you know, take some medicine, you know, pain relievers or something. Just drown it, just drown it out. Yeah. Right. But you don't get to the source. Once you get to the source of your issue, then that's when the real healing begins. And that's when you can become the best person you can be. But a lot of times we don't even know that the issue is even there. So that's why I I do what I do. You know, there, there are people that needed your help 20, 30 years ago. They were rookies at Merrill Lynch in Washington, D.C., and they had to come to work on Saturday and they had to put their shoes in the manager's office and to mm-hmm. work all day with no shoes because he knew you couldn't leave without your shoes. Exactly. He literally kept your shoe in his office. Mm-hmm. You had to go get your shoes at the end of the day so you could leave. I mean, that was stress. Those people needed your help. Where were you? Well, where were you then? <laughs> I was working eight to twelve. On That's right. <laughs> you were. I was with them. You were. I got off these. I got off at twelve. <laughs> and he but got yeah, to his shoes. How amazing! I, it's crazy, right? But he did that. I mean, and he built an empire too. I mean, he built a lot of successful advisors. But it's uh, it's a different world now. But but um, in the old days, you could make people do what it took to be successful. The business has changed a lot now um, and people achieve success in very different ways. But when Jeff and I were coming up, it literally was like, hey, here's the phone book and get after it and good luck to you. But it, it, it took a lot of work and a lot of long hours. So anyway, that's an, that's a story, an old salt story, old sea story from, from long ago. Oh, I was going to say that it was very stressful. And for me, um, I had an athletic background. I ran track in high school. I was a lifeguard in college. So that was my stress reliever. And it's important to know what your stress reliever is, first off, but Mm -hmm. it should be a healthy stress reliever, too. A lot of people, they do things they shouldn't do, but it makes them feel good. 
But at the end of the day, it, it hurts them long term, but they may not realize it. I like, I'm like everyone else. I like to eat my cake. I like to eat my ice cream. I like to eat dessert because it just, it tastes good and it feels good. But I know I can't do that all the time. I know if I'm tired because I've been working eight, nine, 10 hours straight that taking that energy drink is not the best thing for me long term. So you have to know these things. But, you know, when you're getting pushed and you're just trying to make it and go and go and go, you're going to do things to your body that that may not be the best. You don't see it right now because our bodies are really strong and resilient. But five, 10, 15 years down the road, that's when you really feel it and it hits you like that. And you're like, what happened? But you don't realize it's been those years of accumulation of doing things that hurt you, maybe to relieve stress or to escape that are now coming back to, to, to hurt you with a vengeance. You know, Maria, I don't want to ruin your afternoon, but it is, it's early afternoon on a Friday. That's good advice for me and you in a few hours. We need to remember what he just said. I was going to go get a coffee after this. I'm I'm guilty, guilty caffeine. Oh, I thought maybe you were going to happy hour later. Obviously it's Friday, but I was going to get a coffee first. That's what I'm talking about. I am from Florida, you know. We're going to do the energy drink, (laughs) then happy hour. Energy drink. At the happy hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's a balance. It's a balance. I'll, right. I'll eat balance vegetables diet. for lunch and dinner too. So this is actually a really great segue into our next topic, which is actually taken from Jeff's book, um, which is The Diet of Success, Healthy Eating Tips for Hardworking Professionals. And I guess I should have said one of Jeff's many books. Um, but in this book, there is a quote that you included from Dalai Lama which is very important and I think crucial to share in the conversation today. So I'm going to go ahead and read the quote from your book. And it says, the Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, he answered, man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. Wow. When I, when I read that quote, it gave me chills because I lived that. And a lot of us do, but we don't even realize it because we're stuck in the rat race. And sometimes you have to just take a step back and just enjoy life. Enjoy life. One of the things I learned, um, because I'm getting older, and I'm very observant and I, and I watch people, you know, who are, you know, a lot older and I see some of them are really old and bitter. <clears throat> and so it, it, it dawned on me a lot of times they're looking back on their lives and they have regret because they were so busy trying to do this and do that and, and get things done. They didn't enjoy themselves. And so they look back and like, wow, I wish I could have, I wish I could have done something a little different. And so that's what I try to tell people. You have to enjoy life at the same time. Yes, work hard because I work very hard too. But at the same time, you have to learn how to be able to enjoy it. But at the same time, not to make too too many sacrifices that can either hurt you physically, mentally, spiritually, or financially, or hurt others, or you know, just work so much that you just don't enjoy yourself. Life is too short. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So we have to learn how to enjoy it while getting our work done at the same time. Yeah, that's so true. Life is mercilessly short. But what you're really talking about is is interesting in the sense that you're kind of saying, look, you need to build your armor for your life because life is hard. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. 
it, it may look like people have easy lives and it may look like other people have much harder lives, but everybody in some degree or another has a hard life. But what you're talking about is like building your armor from the inside out, which, yeah, which I think is, is a fascinating concept. You're really, you're combining, I think, all of the most important elements, which is, you know, you want to be healthy, you want to be vital and healthy, you want to maintain your body, but you also want to maintain your perspective, which is your mindset. And you're kind of weaving those things together in a holistic solution that allows people to really armor themselves from the inside out, which to your point about not living with regret and, and living the life that you want to experience, you know, we're all getting older and things stop, you know, working as well as they used to and recovery takes longer than it used to. And, but, but the, the maintenance and the diligence and the discipline, which is really the mindset to, to maintain all those systems in your body and your, in your brain really are going to pay off in the long run because your quality of life is going to go up. And that's a hard thing. I think that's to your point about the rat race. That's the hardest thing for, I think for normal people, I'm talking to myself here, but for normal people to remember in the heat of the moment, because you're just trying to do what you got to do. You know, you got, you got 57 things in your to-do list today and they all have to get done. How do you keep the perspective and, and, and the, uh, the mentality or the, the mental framework to take care of yourself and, and maintenance along the way. And I think that's a real big, important component of what you're offering to your clients. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. What I, what I learned is um, you have to learn how to pace yourself because if you try to do too much, you can get sick. And that's the last thing we want to do. Like I said, tomorrow's not promised, but I want to live a long, healthy life. I want to, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell a little funny joke. I want a private jet. I tell everyone because I put it out into, you know, speaking into existence. I want a private jet. What if I'm 75 and I finally get my jet? I don't want to be too sick to enjoy it. Yes. I don't want to get on my jet with my oxygen tank. Like, okay, can, can we go here now? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm ready to go and have some fun. No, I want to be vigor and happy and, and ready to live and enjoy my life as long as I can. So, you know, but it's important to work on yourself from the inside because that's where all your healing begins. Everything comes from within. It's not the surface issues that, that you um, want to focus on. It's all the way down literally to a cellular level. Mm-hmm. And if you can break it down that to that point, you know, with the healthy eating, you know, and the positive attitude, because all that affects your health. Eating the wrong foods can affect your health. Stress can affect your health. Not getting enough rest and and not enough sleep that can affect your health so you have to balance it all out but there's one thing about all of this that that is a really big underlying factor for a lot of people and it's the money aspect of it because we're working to pay all these bills we have all these bills all these just this credit card all this debt that's where my financial background comes in because I can understand that because a lot of people don't understand how money works, you know, the various ways they can make money and invest and things of that nature. So they don't understand that and they don't think about it. So I, that's how I could, I'm able to tie it all back in because for a lot of people, if you think about it, they're working so hard because they have all these bills to pay and that really stresses them out. But, you know, if you can just get to the root cause and, and find out what you can do to alleviate some of this stress and pressure, then you can really live your life and do a whole lot better. Yeah, our society still has that or goes by that old maxim, um, keeping up with the Joneses. And so you're constantly working. I've seen a lot of people in my generation, the, the millennials generation. Yes, okay, I'm at the like oldest possible part of that generation. But 
we were, we kind of grew up where we got to play outside and ride our bikes and we drank out of water hoses and we hung out with our friends till dark and we rode our bicycles home. And then all of a sudden we have this complete societal shift based on technological advances that happened within our lifetime. And all of a sudden we go from these very active sport type lifestyles and being outdoors all the time as a way of life to, okay, here's my job as an adult now, or even an early adult. And now I have a cell phone and a work cell phone and a laptop and a computer, and I have to be able to type a certain amount. And I'm going to sit here and type all day. And all of a sudden the sedentary lifestyle starts kicking in. Yeah, no, that's, you're right. And I, if I can, I just want to dovetail on that because that's really where I wanted to go next. I wanted to talk about the role that movement plays in our lives, you know, or the lack of movement. And you're exactly right, Maria. I mean, you and I and and Jeff, we're kind of the last of the analogs, right? And everybody that's coming behind (laughs) us is the digitals now. Mm -hmm. But but I, I get this increasing uneasiness about the absence of movement. And and it's it's sort of an immutable law of the universe. Like you have to you move or you die. And and I think that we're losing touch with the connection there. So so Jeff, I was wondering along the lines of what Maria was talking about, what are your thoughts on that? How do you talk about that? And what do you advise people to do in that regard? That's that's perfect because this is very important too. As you all know, we have the COVID situation and there's a lot of talk about getting vitamin D. They're saying vitamin D may be able to help you with, you know, increasing your immune system and maybe possibly helping minimize the, the effects of COVID in your body because it, it, it keeps you strong with your immune right. system. So a lot of people, they're taking vitamin D. Well, my thinking is if you want to take the vitamin D, yes. If your doctor says take it, definitely take it. However, do not just take the vitamin D and think that's all you have to do. You still need to go outside and get your vitamin D that way. And this is why it all comes back to the sedentary lifestyle. For example, you're sitting all day at your desk. If you go outside, what happens? You're standing up, you're moving. That's the movement that you need. That's number one. It, it, you know, walking is great exercise. You know, it helps bring your body back into alignment because sometimes when we sit, we're slouching, we're, we're leaning forward, it puts pressure on our neck, we're straining our eyes. So you get up, you're moving your body. That's number one. You go outside, you're getting fresh air. Fresh air is, is very important for our body because a lot of people may not realize that indoor air can be up to 60 times more polluted than outdoor air. A lot of people may not realize that, but if you think about it, if you have carpet, there can be a lot of stuff in the carpet. If you look at the offices today, the windows are sealed. No windows are open. And then they, you know, they may spray chemicals. You know, you may spray stuff on your desk to clean the cleaners and things of that nature. So there's a lot of things going on in the office that you may not be aware of. So you're going outside, you're getting fresh air. You're getting away from the office, even for 5, 10, 15 minutes. That can lower your stress levels. That can lower your blood pressure. And now you're getting vitamin D. And so people think, oh, I'm getting my vitamin D, I'm, I'm okay. There's a whole lot more to it. It's the synergistic things that people don't understand or even think about that can affect them. So going back to just getting outside and movement, it's like a car. If you have a car and you sit it in your garage for two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, you try to start it, it's not going to start. It's the same thing with your body. Your body has to move. Your body needs movement. That's how you 
um, burn energy. That how that's how you get alert and awake. Well, we were built to move, right? I mean, I think yes. that that's that's the whole point is that we were built to move, and I and I know that you know you've you've moved in extreme at extreme levels compared to the you know the sort of the average um, office worker, and and I, I definitely want to hear from you about that. But but that's that's really it, isn't it? Is that the the body is built built to move, and that the systems inside of our bodies, the, you know, the lymphatic systems, your, your circulatory system, even just your, your mental well-being and mental health, they're all, they're all benefiting from movement. You were talking about body alignment and things of that nature. I mean, it's like every single element of our, of our physical being and our mental well-being benefit from movement. And I think that people overlook that all the time, myself included. And, and uh, it's, man, it's so underrated and so important. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Yes, I do triathlons and I enjoy it. It's not many people who enjoy riding a bike for four hours. <laughs> you know, not many people enjoy that, but I do. <laughs> However, that does not mean you have to do it too. People underestimate the, the benefits of just walking. All you have to do is get up and get your heartbeat moving just a little bit. You know, the, there's the, the high intensity training, which is 20 minutes of exercise and, and you're and you're OK, which is true. But if you can't do that, what if you're you're older and you just aren't able to do that? If you can just get up and move, you're fine. Gardening is good exercise. That's a good workout. So it doesn't have to be anything extravagant or anything hardcore. Just get up and move and eat a sensible diet and, and you'll be fine. To see our society is, you know, we got to go, go, go. It's high intensity. We got to do this. We got to do that. It doesn't always have to be that way. And see, even that can be stressful. Mm-hmm. Just go yeah, and have you a nice way yourself walk. out mentally and physically yes. just by always go, 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 go. Well, that just the stress of that alone, your cortisol levels go up and your yeah. stress level goes up with it. And that that's terribly debilitating. That's when, at least for guys, you start putting on weight around your middle and you wonder why I'm working out. I can't get rid of this. Oh, what's going on? A lot of that's cortisol and and just a kind of a, a sub, maybe a subpar level of movement and and poor diet and a million other things. Cocktails in the evening and, and gla- multiple glasses of wine, guilty. But um, yeah, that that all that stuff plays a role, which just kind of goes back to what you were saying before. Yeah, right. Even so- basic movement um, is so interesting. I have a funny story from just the other day that parallels directly with this. And I went to get a massage because I was having such bad neck and shoulder pain. And I was like, this is it. I have to go get a deep tissue massage, like so much pain. And I go in and she starts um, doing the deep tissue. She gets these hot rocks and she says, obviously you work from home at a computer. And I start laughing and I'm like, oh, you can tell. And she said, we can always tell when it's when it's you all that work on computers all day long because you all have this same little hunch going on. And she's talking to me. I'm trying to relax um, a little bit. And she said, you you have to get up and move. She said, get up and stretch, even if you only do it for three to five minutes. But you're going to sit there and four hours will go by and you'll go, oh, my gosh, where did the last four hours go? And then you're going to regret not getting up and stretching or taking a 10 minute walk or doing something. Just move, period, she said. And I really took that advice and I started trying to get up and at least at the minimum stretch every hour, even if it's for 60 seconds. And I noticed like my body just feels a little bit more rejuvenated and a little bit of the stress starts feeling like it's tapering off too. So even such a minimalistic change in movement can make a really big difference. You, you just remind me of one of my 
questions that I had for Jeff here, which is right on, right on the money there. So, so Jeff, my, like my days of triathlon, I think are far behind me. I've started running again, seriously, which is, which has changed my whole, uh, you know, body composition in pretty short period of time. But what, what strategies do you give to your clients about movement? Like, do you, do you recommend regimenting? Like do you put a set, set six alarms over the course of the day to kind of remind you to move? Like what, what kind of things can you share with our listeners that, that would help bring more movement into their lives that may not be there right now? Get up every hour. At the top of every hour, just get up and walk for five minutes. Even if, like if you work at home, like most of us are doing right now, just get up and walk around your house. Get up and stretch. Do 25 jumping jacks if you can. If it's not cold out, because I know where a lot of people live up north, and I live in Florida, so it's warm here. Not to rub it in, but I am from Chicago, so I know how cold it is. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can, just get outside for five minutes and just walk. Again, we do not have to stress ourselves out about trying to get so much exercise. You got to remember, our bodies are very resilient. And even a little bit of movement and a little bit of stretching can help. Even just trying to like reach the ceiling can really just help, you know, just rejuvenate you. It opens up your lungs and it just makes you feel a whole lot better. So I just tell people every hour, just get up every hour. This is not, a, this is not supposed to stress you out. Mm-hmm. We have enough stress. We don't need to add any more stress to our lives. We just need to relax a little bit. But um, what I also tell people is you got to cut out the snacking. You got to cut out the snacking because that is the biggest problem because it's all compounding. If you're sitting at your desk, you're not moving and you're just sipping on sodas or eating chips or cookies all day, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Now you're just making things worse. So you have to cut out certain things. I'm not saying eliminate it totally, because if I said that, I would be a hypocrite because I like it too. But you have to just learn how to just, you know, just not eat so much in moderation is very important. So if you're not training for the Olympics, you don't have to pretend like you are. I think you have to just get up. That's the most important thing. And when you're able to do a little more of a workout, then you do it. But until then, just get up and walk. I take my son out every day because he, he, um, he's in virtual school. Every day we go out, he rides either his bike or his scooter. And I'll ride my bike. And we just ride around. Nothing fancy, nothing hardcore. We just ride. And I can tell you that just does wonders for me, too, mm-hmm. because I sit a lot as well. And it, he loves it. He gets him outside and it's just a great thing. So it's nothing, you know, hardcore, anything, you know, structured or disciplined. Just get up and move and, and you'll be a whole lot better off. I think that's, you know, I'm just going to say one more thing and then, Maria, I'll stop talking. But what what you just said is is so authentic and important and I, from from my perspective and here's why there are a thousand people out there trying to sell people on this program or that program or this machine or that machine and and this is the thing this is the miracle if you just open this bottle and drink this drink or you get on this machine and do this thing 15 minutes a day it'll be life altering and and maybe maybe it is maybe maybe some of those things actually have that impact but what you just said is I think is the ultimate truth. It doesn't take a fancy gym. You don't have to spend several thousand dollars on equipment. You just have to get up and move. You just have to make your body move and, and body weight exercises and movement are the things that really give you the benefits that, that we're talking about here. 
let me say this. That's where the spiritual fitness comes in for me. Like I said, I'm a personal trainer. I understand how the fitness industry works. I understand people want you to buy this magic product or, and they know deep down it, they may not even need all that. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I want to just be honest with you and let you know your options and let you know it's okay. You can just go out for a walk. It's okay. If you want to just do some push-ups, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, do some planks, do it right in your home. That's fine. Because I don't want to look back over my life and think, okay, I scammed these people out of their money um, when they really didn't need all this stuff. I'm going to tell you the truth. Let you decide. If you still want to buy the fancy equipment, it does work. But do you need it? That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Do you really, really need it? If you want it, have at it. Have fun with it. But please use it. Don't just buy it and then let it sit for <laughs> use it for a week and then let it sit. Yeah, hang, if you're hang gonna towel. buy it, use it. Yeah, it gets, it's got it gets towels hung on it. And, you exactly. Know. Yeah. yeah. It's a good financial fitness question too. Do you yeah. need it? And mm-hmm. if the answer is well yes, said. money. It, well it, said. All, it all does tie back together at the end of the day. <laughs> yes, it, does. it does. I tell you what, you don't have to go broke to be fit. Why do you have to go broke to be fit? Right. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Right. I have like can, six different brands of protein shakes in my cupboard right now. Do people say cupboard anymore? Is that like <laughs> I am showing my antiquated self right now? Um, <laughs> your baby boomer talk. <laughs> your, your, her, cup, her cupboard has tin foil in it. <laughs> I lied about the millennial thing. I don't want to scam anyone. Uh, no, I didn't actually lie about that. But uh, but yeah, I have all this uh, different types of home home equipment I've purchased in the past and all these different types of protein. It's one supposed to be better than the other for XYZ reason. And uh, those may not have been the best financial fitness decisions because now they're sitting in um, my cupboard. <laughs> I tell you guys, I I'm more natural holistic. You know, Rob, you did kind of mention that, but I'm more of a natural type in my ignorance. I used to think that people, you know, hundreds of years ago, they didn't know what they were doing. They were making a mistake by, you know, taking turmeric and cinnamon and, and all these natural things. But as I did my research, I found that this stuff really does work. On a side note, I'm a ghostwriter also. So I also ghostwrite for this this doctor. And when I write for him, I have to have facts. I have to have scientific studies. So when I wrote for him, it was like, oh, wow, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And they have scientific backing that's saying this stuff really works. So when I hear about the protein shakes and, and all of that, now, don't get me wrong. There is some benefit to taking that, but... If someone says you have to take this, that's not true. I've been lifting weights for over 30 years and I haven't taken um, any protein shakes or anything. And I, I think I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the doctor and, and no, no, uh, no slight to the medical profession, but when it comes to this sort of thing, this is a little bit of a blind spot for them uh, because they, I, in my experience, they are more in the business of the, the, the curing the symptomatic issues than they are in the sort of the holistic approach to you know the ground up or the inside out, like we were talking about before. So, you know, you you need a doctor when you t- 
tear your Achilles, which, which I've done. And you, you need a doctor when you dislocate your shoulder or whatever, but they're not going to, they're not going to get down in the weeds with you and say, Hey, are you doing, are you doing core exercises? Are you doing body weight exercises? Now I think that's starting to change, but it doesn't surprise me that when you do that ghost writing and you have that experience, the doctor says, wow, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Cause they're, they're pharmacological. They're not, they're not trying to, they're not being taught that other sort of holistic stuff. And, you know, there's a debate about which side is right all the time, but there's truth on both sides. And I just, I, I think it's just an important point to note that, the medical profession isn't the be all end all for advice when it comes to the sort of stuff we're talking about here. I'm glad you said that because it's very important to understand if you're sick, go to the doctor. Don't, don't try to be a hero. Please go to the doctor and get yourself checked out. Turmeric, turmeric might not cure you. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, please go to the doctor. If you don't feel right, you know, your body. If you wake up one morning and say, you know, something isn't right in my side or you know, I got some, like Maria, you, you want to go to the, get the massage. You know when something's not right. Go get checked out. The thing about the holistic is it's more of a preventative thing. Mm-hmm. You want to you don't want to wait till you're sick to start taking better care of yourself. You want to start now. So if you do get sick, it may not be as bad. So you still may have to go to the doctor, but the severity of your symptoms or your actual illness may not be as bad if you did not take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you take care of yourself, it may, you know, you may alleviate some of the problems and it may not be as bad. But if you just abuse your body over the years, then one day it's really going to hit you and it's going to hurt you. I'm going to say this real quick. Moderation is the key in whatever you do, especially with your food. You do not want to get to the point where the doctor says, if you eat one more chicken nugget, it's going to kill you. And you love chicken nuggets. So now you're to the point where you can't eat your favorite foods because you abused them for so long. And now you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I like my chocolate. I like my chocolate shakes. I, I do. And so I still eat it in moderation. I don't want to get to the point where a doctor says, I can't do these things anymore. So that's why I take the turmeric. That's why I drink apple cider vinegar and black seed oil. And I still are able to enjoy my, my junk, you know, <laughs> yeah. my happy yeah. hour. I still yeah. enjoy it too, but you can't do it all the time. So right. that's where the natural comes in. You want to strengthen your body from the inside out. So you have that core foundation of, of good health. And so when you have to go to the doctor, then, you know, your body is, is fighting, it's tough, and maybe it could withstand whatever you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this preventative care and actions that you can take is what helps you get to the point where you get your private jet and you don't need your air um, machines, exactly. your oxygen tanks or anything like that. You can actually enjoy um, life, you know, even when you're older. Um, so just trying to piece all that together and realize <laughs> that it does have such an impact on the what you do today has such an impact on your life 30 years from now. Like we talk about financial fitness and in our industry, it's get your clients prepared for retirement. What does your retirement look like? How much money are they going to have? Do they have um, the funds they need for life changes and and sending their kids to college and medical expenses and all these things? So we're prepping, well, the financial advisors are prepping their clients for what 20, 30, 40 years down the road looks like. So we also need to be individually responsible to prep ourselves for our physical and mental and spiritual well-being 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road, right? Yeah. It's a plan no matter how you look at it. 
and I don't want to get too far because I we're we're not we don't have an unlimited amount of time here, but I don't want to get too far away from that point, Jeff, without coming back to based on what Maria just said, coming back to something that that I personally think is very important and and but I also know that you have some very strong thoughts about this, which is you're we're doing you're doing the things that are building a stronger body inside and out. And we talked about that. We're, we're, so we're armoring the body from the inside out. That's, that's also being super beneficial to our mental well-being and our, and our mental state. But I, I, wanna, I wanted to hit on this one other important point, though, which is like one more step, I think, down the path, which is all of that inner strengthening, I think, has the most important effect on mindset. Doesn't it, doesn't it really, I feel like it sort of galvanizes your mindset and as your body strengthens and your mentality strengthens your mindset, which is like a muscle also strengthens. And to me, that's the glue that really holds all this stuff together. Cause, cause you're going to have that morning. I mean, like I said, it's been a long time, but you train, you train hard. You're going to have that morning where, you know, it's going to be, even if you're in Florida, it's going to be either hot and rainy or cold or whatever. And you got a, you know, you got an 18 miler you got to do today. And you just say, man, maybe I'll just roll over and go back to sleep. But, but, but you don't because your mindset is strong because you've developed it. So can you just, in the, in some of the time we have left, can you touch on that aspect of this and, and your, in your thoughts there, please? Yeah. The mental is the most important part where the mind goes, the body will follow. I can say that um, triathlon helped me strengthen my mind and I apply it to life also because mm-hmm. First off, like I've done, I've done um, the full Ironman distance before. It took me a year to train for that. You don't wake up one day and, and do an Ironman. You right. just don't. It takes time. That self-discipline, you have to get up and, and do what you have to do to ach- accomplish your goal. You can apply that same philosophy to life and your job and, and things you want to accomplish outside of sports. The problem is a lot of people, they see the long road ahead and they get discouraged and they, and they quit ahead of time. They, they quit when it gets tough. They, they, they can't handle the adversity. They expect everything to be easy. Nothing in life is easy. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You're going to have trials and tribulations. And it's up to you to know, to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I can do this. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what no one says around me. I can do this. You don't believe in me. I don't care. I can do this. So once you get to that point, nothing can stop you. You don't, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter what the adversity is. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, you get back up and you keep trying. And that's another thing. Failure is not really failure. Failure is just another way for you to know what doesn't work. So you can retool and reconfigure and, and find another way to do it. A lot of people are like, oh, it didn't work. I quit. I just can't do it. No. Let me tell you, if I felt that way, I wouldn't have 11 books. Um, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have done my first triathlon because in the beginning I could, I got, oh, I got it. I got to tell this story. I'm sorry. I have to tell this. I was, um, I thought I was a hot shot when I first started doing triathlons and um, I'm on, it was like a three mile run. So I'm cruising, thinking I'm doing good, feeling really good about myself. And this guy, he had to be, he had to be about 65 <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I can run. I used to be able to do six mile, you know, six minute miles. And he passed me and he looked back and said, you look great. Keep it up. Uh. I'm like, <laughs> and I wanted to grab him and catch him, but I couldn't. <laughs> so, you know, it's that mental toughness. 
you yeah. know, you, you have to be strong mentally and know that you can do anything. You have but, to keep going, even if someone is doing better than you, yeah. even if you're not, if you're lagging behind, if you think everyone is passing you by and you're just standing still, but, but it's, it's not, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's not a race against anybody else in the end, is mm-hmm. it? That, that's the thing you no. learn. It's, it's a race against yourself. And, and, and when you talk about doing a triathlon, like, I mean, I, I bet it's so funny. I'm starting over right on, on, on running. I mean, I was doing 800 meter repeats yesterday and I was sweating it like, oh man, four, eight, four, 800 meter repeats. I used to run 800 meters in about a minute 57, right? Like way back. And now I'm sweating doing four, but it's, it, it's an incremental thing. You know, you, you didn't, like you said, you didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm gonna go do an Ironman. You know, you had to build that muscle. You had to go out and run one mile, then two then three, then four, then back to two, then, you know, back to four. It's like, it's a, a mountain chart. Like we're used to in, in our business. It doesn't go straight up. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have injury, what have you. But, but it's, it's that, it's that testing. It's that trial and error and that testing that builds that mental fortitude that when you're in the pain cave at, you know, when you're at the end of an Ironman and you're halfway on the back end of that marathon segment and you just want to die. And that voice in your head is saying, just quit. It's fine. You did enough, you know, and there's a, cause that voice is always in there. Like, oh, that really hurts. We maybe maybe we should stop running. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, you'll have built the mental fortitude and the toughness and the discipline to shut that voice down and, and keep going. That doesn't happen overnight. I th- that's important, right? I mean, for people who are not deep endurance athletes like you are there there's a there's a much more normal kind of range of 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 living and and that mental toughness and that mental discipline is it's a it's a muscle like anything else you have to work it and you have to develop it it doesn't mean that that you're going to go run an ironman necessarily like you said you don't have to but it's so important to work that discipline in in the range that's practical for your life i think and it doesn't happen overnight. And, and, you know, you're going to have failure. You're going to have setback. You're going to counsel yourself. You're going to need friends to rely on and, you know, and you bounce back and you try and build that resiliency and you go again. Right. So as we wrap up the show today, um, I just want to share the best advice I've ever been given in my life. And I think back to this all the time and it's four words. <laughs> time will pass anyway. So, whether you're like Jeff and you're ready to write a book, he he got up and he wrote 11 books and he's competed in the triathlons and the half Ironmans and all of this, right? So these are great examples. If you want to do something like that, if you want to write the next book or if you want to compete in a triathlon, whatever it is that you love and you want to do or you're interested in doing, you can start it today, no matter your age, you, whether you're a millennial, baby boomer, whatever, analog, whatever, digital, <laughs> Because regardless of whether you pick up the pen and start writing or not, time will pass anyway. Will you be where you want to be one year from now, two years from now, three years from now? If you have a five-year plan, it's going to take you that long to get there. That's okay. Because guess what? Time will pass anyway. So if you make the choice and you exercise your mental fitness, make the choice, make the decision, be disciplined. You can get to your end goal. And at the end of your life, look back and realize that you're very happy with the decisions that you made mentally, physically, spiritually, and all the above that we got to talk about today. So with that, I'm going to close the show and I'm going to say, 
I so appreciate Jeff being on the show today and sharing all his wisdom and his knowledge um, and his great character. We so appreciate that. And Rob um, being part of this process and just being the guiding light that you are for the show. We appreciate that. And uh, on that, I'm going to go stretch and I'm going to go <laughs> for a dog. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to go stand up and move. You know, I'm going to go outside and walk around. I'm going to do something and yeah. I'm not going to eat a snack. Um, and on that, we'll see you next time, everyone. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate Thanks, it. guys. That was great. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. Thank you.